Chapter Ten of the Wyvern Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wyvern Mystery by Joseph Sheraton Lefanu. Chapter Ten: The Drive Over Cressley Common by Moonlight. the old squire wandered from room to room and stood in this window and that an hour after the scene on the terrace he was trembling still and flushed with his teeth grimly set sniffing and with a stifling weight at his heart night came and the drawing-room was lighted up and the squire rang the bell and sent for old mrs durden that dapper old woman with a neat little cap on stood prim in the doorway and curtsied she knew of course pretty well what the squire was going to tell her and waited in some alarm to learn in what tone he would make his communication well said the squire sternly holding his head very high miss alice is gone i sent for you to tell ye as your housekeeper here she's gone she's left wyvern she'll be coming again sir soon said the old woman after a pause no not she no said the squire not returning to wyvern sir while there's breath in my body she'll never darken these doors sorry she should have displeased you sir said the good-natured little woman with a curtsy displease ye who said she displeased me it ain't the turning of a penny piece to me me by christ ha ha that's funny and what do you wish done with the bed and furniture sir shall i leave it still in the room please out a window wit hitch it after her let the workus people send up and cart it off for the poorhouse where she should have been if i hadn't have been the biggest fool in the parish i'll have it took down and moved sir said the old woman interpreting more moderately and the same with mrs crane's room dulcibella she's gone too ha ha well for her plotting old witch i'll have her ducked in the pond if she's found here and never you name them one or t'other more unless you want to go yourself i'm fifty pounds better i didn't know how to manage or look after her they're all alike if i chose it i could send a warrant after her for the clothes on her back but let her be away we her a good riddance and get her who may i give him joy o' her the squire was glad to see tom ward that night and had his second tankard of punch old servant tom i believe the old folks the best after all said he it's a damn changed world tom things were otherwise in our time no matter i'll pay em off yet and old harry fairfield fell asleep in his chair and after an hour wakened up with a dream of little ally's music still in his ears play it again child play it again he said and listened to silence and looked about the empty room and the sudden pain came again with a dreadful yearning mixed with his anger the squire cursed her for a devil a wildcat a viper and he walked round the room with his hands clenched in his coat pockets and the proud old man was crying 
with the straining and squeezing the tears oozed and trickled from his wrinkled eyelids down his rugged cheeks i don't care a damned i hate her i don't know what it's for i be such a fool i'm glad she's gone and i pray god the sneak she's gone we may break her heart and break his own damn neck after over carwell scours the old man took his candle and from old habit in the hall was closing the door of the staircase that led up to her room ay ay said he bitterly recollecting himself the stable door when the nag stole i don't care if the old house was blown down to-night i wish it was she was a kind little thing before that damned fellow what could she see in him good for nothing old as i am i pitch him over my head like a stook of barley here was a plot she was a good little thing but see how she was drew into it damned her they're all so false i'll find out who was in it i will i'll find it all out there's tom sherwood he's one i'll pitch em all out neck and crop out of wyvern doors i'd rather fill my house with rats than the two-legged vermin let him pack away to carwell and starve with that big pippin squeezin ninny i hope in god's justice he'll never live to put his foot in wyvern i could shoot myself i think but for that she might a waited till the old man died at any rate i was kind to her a fool a fool and the tall figure of the old man candle in hand stalked slowly from the dim hall and vanished up the other staircase while this was going on at wyvern nearly forty miles away under the bright moonlight a chase in which was seated the young lady whose departure had excited so strange a sensation there and her faithful old servant dulcibella crane was driving rapidly through a melancholy but not unpleasing country a wide undulating plain with here and there patches of picturesque natural wood oak and whitethorn and groups of silver-stemmed birch trees spread around them those were the sheep walks of cressley common the soil is little better than peat over which grows a short velvet verdure altogether more prized by lovers of the picturesque than by grazers of south downs could any such scene look prettier than it did in the moonlight the solitudes so sad and solemn the lonely clumps and straggling trees the gentle hollows and hills and the misty distance in that cold elusive light acquire the interest and melancholy of mystery the young lady's head was continually out of the window sometimes looking forward sometimes back upon the road they had traversed with an anxious look and a heavy sigh she threw herself back in her seat you're not asleep dulcibella she said a little peevishly no miss no dear you don't seem to have much to trouble you continued the young lady i law bless you dear nothing thank god none of your own and my troubles don't vex you that's plain said her young mistress reproachfully 
i did not think dear you was troubled about anything law i hope nothing's gone wrong darling said the old woman with more energy and a simple stare in her mistress's face well you know he said he'd be with us as we crossed cressley common and this is it and he's not here and i see no sign of him and the young lady again popped her head out of the window and her survey ended threw herself back once more with another melancholy moan why miss alice dear you're not frettin for that said dulcibella don't you know dear if he isn't here he's somewhere else we're not to be troubling ourselves about every little thing like and who knows poor gentleman what's happened to delay him that's just what i say dulcibella you'll set me mad something has happened you know he owes money you think they have arrested him if they have what's to become of us oh dulcibella do tell me what you really think no 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 there now there's a darling don't you be worrying yourself about nothing look out again and who knows but he's coming so said old dulcibella who was constitutionally hopeful and contented and very easy about master charles as she still called charles fairfield she was not remarkable for prescience but here the worthy creature fluked prophetically for alice maybell taking her advice did look out again and she thought she saw the distant figure of a horseman in pursuit she rattled at the window calling to the driver and the man who sat beside him and succeeded in making them hear her and pull the horses up look back and see if that is not your master coming she cried eagerly he was still too distant for recognition but the rider was approaching fast the gentlemen of the road once a substantial terror were now but a picturesque tradition the appearance of the pursuing horseman over the solitudes of cressley common would else have been anything but a source of pleasant anticipation on he came and now the clink of the horseshoes sounded sharp on the clear night air and now the rider passed the straggling trees they had just left behind them and now his voice was raised and recognized and in a few moments more pale and sad in the white moonlight as lenora's phantom trooper her stalwart lover pulled up his powerful hunter at the chase window a smile lighted up his gloomy face as he looked in well darling i have overtaken you at cressley common and is my little woman quite well and happy to see her rye once more his hand had grasped hers as he murmured these words through the window oh rye darling i'm so happy you must let tom ride the horse on and do you come in and sit here and dulcibella can take my cloaks and sit by the driver come darling i want to hear everything and so this little arrangement was completed as she said and charles fairfield sat himself beside his beautiful young wife 
and as they drove on through the moonlit scene he pressed her hand and kissed her lovingly end of chapter 10 recording by john brandon